Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, Randall, Memphis Young. Uh, you know, you and I do it a live stream not too long ago together. And, you know, sometimes you just catch someone's energy and you, you kind of connect with it. I, it. You know, it was a massive room of eight drafters. I was hosting the draft on the Player Profiler Network. And uh, I kind of liked what you were spewing off here. You're opinionated. You have definite takes. You're not afraid to say it. And most importantly, you love Dynasty Fantasy Football. Yeah, uh that, that is me. All of those things are 100%. I don't think anyone wants to be down the middle, right? You, you, you need to have a take and stand by it. We're going to talk about a bunch of these rookies. There'll be some guys that I've had to move in this. But, yeah, have a take. But if the evidence changes your take, have it. And then try to have some fun. It's dynasty fantasy football. It's not, you know, ambulance driving or something. Yeah, well, you're saying it's something important, but it's important to us, right? And what we're going to talk about 100%. today. 100%. Yeah, we're going to talk about today now that rookie drafts have started, dynasty startups have started, and, you know, I think that people have parsed out the first round, and we'll talk about some of the players that are going in the first round, but, uh, you know, it gets so difficult. I've seen players that go at the 2.2 in rookie drafts go in the third round, and vice versa, and everywhere in between. So, because people's opinions haven't really sorted out yet. So, we're calling this video players, rookies, sleepers, but sleeper really is someone that's going to increase in value most likely uh, as the month goes on. Because you've been in rookie drafts that start now, and then if you do them in late July, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I got that guy at this pick. So that's what I want to do. I want to identify players that smart people are drafting right now because they're going to increase in value. But before we start, the Rotowire Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by two sponsors. We got two today. We have uh, Underdog Fantasy, which everyone knows. You can go there, use code RWNFL, and double your deposit. And then Circus Sports in Las Vegas. We're going to talk about a great promotion they're having where they're going to uh, bring your team, your whole fantasy league, uh, host your draft, give you all the bells and whistles, pick you up from the airport. So we'll talk about Circus Sports a little bit later. All right. First question I have for you. I am dying to know. What do you think as we enter rookie draft season, Randall, is the the biggest mistake that even most experienced players make in these drafts? Uh, as you, the, getting past the first couple of rounds is not understanding the depth charts of the team these rookies are on. Some, we're going to talk about some of these guys today, but a lot of these guys are literally an injury or a good camp away from being immediate, immediate contributors to their NFL teams, which means they can contribute right away to your to your dynasty team. I mean, I think we kind of all have got the Bijan Robinsons, the, the Bryce Youngs. We got those guys figured out pretty good. The money is made in rounds three and four. I'll never forget 2017. I hit on a, on a third round wide receiver. Maybe you've heard of him. His name's Cooper Cup. A couple years later, I hit on another third round wide receiver. Maybe you've heard of him. His name's Terry McLaren. They were both drafted in the third round of the NFL draft. And that's where the money is made. You know, we all want to compare dynasty to like finance and, and business. You know, the equity is made if you can hit on that third rounder, if you can hit on that fourth rounder. Some of them we keep, like Cooper Cup, like Terry McLaren. Some of them we flip, like you would flip a house. You know, you buy a, 
you buy a cheap house, you put some time into it, you flip it off at a profit, whatever. But not understanding who's literally an injury or a series of good plays away from having real relevance this season. And then that will turn into real value that you could potentially flip next season for a profit. So I guess we'll get into specific names, but just off the bat, who's the example of of a player like that this year that possibly is in that Cooper cup realm, third rounder, nobody's really, you know, nobody really cares, but they'll just take them because they fall that you could see, um, you know, being like, Oh my God, I can't believe this guy, this rookie went in round two or round three of my rookie draft. Is there a receiver like that this year that pops out? I got one better for you. I got a guy who I've been getting in the late third, early fourth, and he's got third round draft capital, just like Cooper Cup, just like Terry McLaren, and that's Michael Wilson from the Arizona Cardinals. If you go to our lads, this is one of my cheat codes. I go to our lads because they'll show you the current depth chart. I, now, I love our lads. That's like dude, I, it's it's so easy. And let's explain what that is. That's it. Sure, if go just, ahead. If you just type in, so, you know, for people that want depth chart, this is the like up to the minute depth chart. So you just type in Arizona Cardinals depth chart. It's usually the first, second, or third link. Click on our lads, and it's easy as pie. I'm glad that you uh, you said that you referenced our lads. They're one of my favorite depth chart uh, up to. And by the way, on RotoWire we keep the depth charts up to date too. But you know, we are a premium site. So, but if you want a free one, our lads. Go ahead. I interrupted. Well, I mean, you know, everybody can take the bus. Not everybody can have the Cadillac that, that, that is Roto-Wire. So let's, let's, just, let's just clear that up at the beginning. But Michael Wilson Jr., you pull him up on our lads. He is listed as the primary backup behind DeAndre Hopkins. Guess who there's still a good chance won't be on that roster come opening day in September? DeAndre Hopkins. I like things that are either better than or different than what a team already has. And what does Arizona have a lot of? A bunch of short, speedy little guys, right? They, they've got a Greg Dorch. They've got Marquise Brown. They've, they've got Rondale Moore. They don't have a lot of 6'1", 6'2", outside boundary wide receivers. And I personally believe when Kyler's healthy, he pushes the ball toward the, the, the boundary more than he does toward the middle. Why? Because he's short and can't really see over the middle a bunch. But those guys streaking down the sidelines, running near the boundary – I think Michael Wilson's got super sneaky upside, and you can double that if DeAndre Hopkins does end up getting traded out of the desert. And uh, Hollywood Brown is over there right now, and what he does and what Wilson does, it's totally two different things. So let's say Hopkins is off the board. You're almost happy a, a player like Hollywood is paired up with Wilson, correct? Correct. You know, you, you listen to really smart NFL minds. I love Michael Lombardi. He hosts a podcast called The GM Shuffle. Mark Schlereth. Played in the league for a long time, commentator, Super Bowl champion. He talks about the wide receiver group like you would build a basketball team. You don't have five seven footers or you don't have five point guards. You have to have a small slot guy. You have to have an X. You have to have a Y. You have to have a Z. You have to have a tight end. And Michael Wilson is different than Marquise Brown, Greg Dortch, and Rondale Moore. He is redundant to DeAndre Hopkins, but if DeAndre Hopkins moves, gets moved, then he could be forced into action immediately this year. And third-round draft capital is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. You just um, – with Kyler, I'm presuming Kyler is going to be out for the year because if Arizona is 2-6, and 2-7, and seven, you can't see them rushing him back from his late-season ACL. I guess, first of all, so if you're drafting someone like Wilson, and you said it's in the fourth round. I mean, if, if Kyler was healthy, it would be easy to see him going in the mid-second round. I'm talking about Michael Wilson. So – who do you think is going to be the quarterback in week one? And 
should we caution fantasy managers who draft Wilson? It's just a taxi squad guy for this year, or do you can see some immediate production with whoever's going to be quarterback? You know, if you're playing in dynasty best ball leagues, go ahead. You may get a game or two out of him. I could not see a situation where in 2023, I'm going to hit the submit lineup button and feel happy about putting Michael Wilson Jr. You know, in, in, in that lineup there. I don't know who the quarterback was. It was the guy out of Colt McCoy was the backup. But he's, he's hurt, hurt. too. He's they, hurt. they drafted yeah. somebody and I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I think it was the gentleman from UCLA. But I'm, I'm not. Maybe he no, went to no, Cleveland. No, Dorian Thompson Robinson went to Cleveland. He went to Cleveland. So they, you know they drafted doing? somebody. I'm pulling up our lads. There you go. You, you, <laughs> you will know who the. I mean, I think I think Kyler's going to play. I think he may get popped, but mm. you're not going to see Kyler like you normally see Kyler. You're, you're not going to see the the running around. I mean, he's to his credit, he's done a great job of they like got, posting rehab. They got oh, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon. You know, I just took him at the five twelve in a super flex dynasty draft. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, better than Colt McCoy. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, but here's the: if, if Arizona, they could be like a team that winds up signing uh, like a Carson Wentz for six games. He's That's still it. he's still on the market. A guy like that, serviceable veteran. He could, he could be. I mean, but then again, they want to lose. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, could they trade Kyler next year? I don't know. But if they get the 101 or 102 or a really high, they're, they're the odds-on favorite per Vegas to wind up with the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. And what if they, they, oh, I'm saying, what if they say, get both it, the one and the two though? Because they could get Houston. They could have the also. one. They could have. They could literally have <laughs> two top five picks. And I don't know that they would trade Kyler, but what's Caleb Williams worth? I mean, because well, the, the reason I say that could they because the dead cap number becomes so punitive, based off of the contract he just signed like what a year and a half ago, maybe not even a year ago. And but Caleb Williams would be worth an embarrassment of riches. You could dra- I saw in the most recent mock draft, they had the one and two pick, and they took Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. And maybe you eat that dead cap because you have two stars on rookie deals. And they've done it before, by the way, when they drafted Josh Rosen. I know it's a different situation, but they drafted a top 10 quarterback in Josh Rosen. And, and at a time where no one even thought that was like a thing that people did was move on from your top 10 quarterback, they did it. So there's already precedent. Uh, I don't think a cap number, if they think that they have an all-time prospect, is, is going to be prohibitive. So Michael Wilson, love that pick. All right, I want to continue with uh, the, you know, the, there's a lot of, was I think there's nine tight ends in the real NFL draft that went in the first three rounds when you count the compensatory picks. So Dalton Kincaid, the wide receiver, uh, I call him wide receiver, the tight end out of Buffalo, uh, he's he's locked into a first-round pick right now. But some of the other guys, there's Mayer and uh, Sam Laporta. So which one of these of those two guys that go in the second round of rookie drafts are we going to regret not drafting earlier, if any? And also with Dalton Kincaid, which one of those guys do you think has value to even increase from where they are now? Uh, a, I like Dalton Kincaid. He is a big slot wide receiver. I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be used how I've always wanted Mike Gusecki to be used when he was in Miami. You know, he a super athlete, big slot wide receiver, a, ma- a mismatch on slot corners, a mismatch from a speed perspective on safeties, and they never used him this way. The guy, the guy that that I really like is Sam Laporta because the barrier to entry is zero. I also like Luke Musgrave because also the barrier to entry is zero. He's going to be the starter day one. I just trust Jared Goff a lot more with my fantasy team this year. Plus, Detroit needs more options. Their their depth chart at wide receiver right now is Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, and Amon Ross St. Brown. So basically, it's Amon Ross St. Brown. 
nothing against those 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 grizzled veterans on the outside, but they that's why bringing in Laporta and Gibbs was very important for Detroit. They're going to be without Jamison Williams for six games. Now this team will look different in six weeks, but I don't think I don't think the impact of Sam Laporta, Laporta is felt by. Amon-Ra, I think it's felt by everybody else. And he's a guy who literally coming out of the gate could be getting, I don't know, four, five, six targets a game. And, and, and maybe he's a usable back-end tight end if you're like a, like a streamer at the tight end position. I do like Michael Mayer. I like him quite a bit. I like what Josh McDaniel has done in the past with tight ends, whether that be Gronk. And, and no, I'm not comparing him to the next Gronk. But we've also seen use out of guys like Aaron Hernandez, Hunter Henry, before he came to to the Raiders, but there is Austin Hooper there, and they did sign O.J. Howard. Not to say that they're better than, but you know how coaches are about veterans and rookies, and, and it, it's a big to-do. So for me, the, the the three tight ends that I see from that, that round, I see Laporta because of the quarterback play and the barrier to entry, then Musgrave because the barrier to entry, but I'm not sure about the quarterback play because, you know, we're we got to see what Jordan Love is, right? I mean, and, are you, just stop right no, there, though. Good. But even if he's okay, won't don't these guys usually uh, lean on tight ends if they if, when they're first getting their uh, their sea legs under them a little bit? They do, and I like the fact that Matt Lafleur is from that McVay Shanahan system, and they've used a tight end quite a bit. They really tend to take a couple of big shots on the outside, but they tend to work everything into a yak perspective. And, and Laporte is a pretty decent athlete, and if they're able to get him in space and, and get him on some some run after catch type routes. He could have a nifty little little uh rookie year. Same with Musgrave. So I, I like both of those guys quite a bit. I'm here with Randall Memphis Young, host of the Dynasty War Zone podcast. Uh how often do you guys do that pod? Is it once a week? I do it twice a week. I've got a twice tremendous co host named Jerry. His name's Jerry Sinclair. Um he and I've been doing the show for it'll be five years in July. So we've been doing this for a long time together. Really good friend. We we stream live on the Player Profiler YouTube channel on Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Okay. Then, because I have a lot less stressful life than old Jerry, I, I guess, I try to do bonus shows, and I need to have you come on and do a bonus show with me uh, on a Monday. Uh, I recently had uh, – I've had a lot of great people on this year, man. Um, so yeah. two days a week for us. We also have some other content creators on our YouTube channel that do things like rookie content. We do some seasonal content. And we'll, we're uh, going to. Uh, I'll put all gonna... the links in the video, so if anyone watching this on the replay or anything like that, we'll make sure that that's all linked in there. Because hundred percent, just just yeah. search Dynasty Warzone anywhere, any social media, any anywhere where you get a podcast, search Dynasty Warzone, you'll find plenty of content. Yeah, and I've also linked your Twitter in the video, so anyone, I'm sure you post everything on Twitter. And we're talking today about players that the smart Dynasty players are drafting in round two, maybe even round. I want to talk about a round one player though. So one of um. A very uh, an interesting dynasty strategy that our friend Jordan McNamara always talks about is don't go get a wide receiver in the first round. Take which one ever falls to you, and that's how you end up with Justin Jefferson on your team. That's how you end up with Jalen Waddle. Both guys went at pick 10, 11, 12 uh, in their year. So Zay Flowers seems to be the guy set up right now going at the, it's the last of the first round wide receivers. Um, you know, it's it's pretty interesting to me because to me he seems like one of the better ones. He's playing with a, a great quarterback in Lamar Jackson. They've upgraded the offensive system. So, um, what's do you think that Zay Flowers should be the last wide receiver taken, and do you think he presents as a first round sleeper, so to speak? Yeah, I do because last time I checked, Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr. not the healthiest cats around. 
Those guys have missed a game or two. I think to, to date, Rashad Bateman has missed more games than he's played. And if you look at that, that lineup on paper, it's really good, but everybody has to play. And I think out of all those guys, I believe Zay Flowers has the most dog in him. Now, you, you, you may have to don't fall for the, hey, I'm going to draft him now. He's not going to set the world on fire as a rookie, and then I need to trade him next offseason. That's not how this is going to work. You know, they can't keep the putting all the, yeah, they, the they, 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 yeah, they, they, they can't keep putting all their first round picks into wide receivers. So eventually, you know, they got to have one to hit. I, I think he's an absolute steal at that point. When you get into that in a super flex league, you get around that 111, 112. Yeah, because it, that's where the, the draft gets weird and just bank on NFL draft capital, which he's a first rounder, and then bank on talent. And, so- and that makes him a steal. So if you're in a, let's just say you're not drafting for position, you need everything or you have everything, uh, do you like Dalton Kincaid or do you prefer Zay Flowers at that point of the draft? I am taking Dalton Kincaid. Uh, make that double in tight end premium. But it, it's just, look at the offense. I, I, it's great that Lamar came out the other day. He signed his contract, said he wants to throw for 6,000 yards. I want my hair to grow back. I don't know that either one of us will hit our goals, but... But I, I like the attitude, but I know that that offense is wide open in Buffalo behind Stephon Diggs. I mean, yeah, it's Stephon Diggs, and then anybody could emerge and take a role. And I've always believed that you don't take a guy that high when you're a contender if you don't have a big plan for how you're going to work him into the offense. So um, I would take Kincaid there, hmm. double in tight end premium, but that's the range. That's where you have to consider, you know, best player available. All right. We just had a callback question. You can answer this one quickly. And then because I have so much more I need to ask you about. Uh, We had a question that's a relevant question. And it's does uh, the green. But we were talking about Luke Musgrave, who was drafted with high draft capital by the Packers. And of course, somebody asked about that. They the Packers took uh, Tucker Craft, another tight end uh, in the round later. So does that worry you about Musgrave at all? No, not, not not really. I think Musgrave is a way better football player than Kraft. And that's nothing to take anything away from Kraft. Kraft is a good football player in, in his own right. They could. I, I, for, can I can I re-answer this question? Can I start over? I think you're going to see a lot more teams using 12 personnel than you ever had. I heard rumors of this last year. What what you just asked me about Dalton Kincaid? What do you think they're going to do with him and Dawson Knox? What do you think, and, and, and he was one of the inventors of this from a pass-catching standpoint, what do you think Bill O'Brien wants to do in New England? Remember the year in 2011, the last time he was the OC in New England, and Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez were running wild on, on the NFL, and now he's stacking Mike Gusecki and Hunter Henry? You know, Kraft and, and Musgrave could be like the rookie version of that. And do we look back in two years and say, oh, hey, this is where the NFL is trending. So, um, let me ask you: those, why, why are teams favoring twelve person? What's the advantage of doing that? Creating mismatches. I mean that that's why you take. That's why I I, I can't figure out why Mike Gesicki is is not used. We we reference player profiler. Everybody loves Kyle Pitts, right? Tremendous athlete. Go go pull up Kyle Pitts on player profiler, and then look at Mike Gesicki. He's a better athlete than Kyle Pitts. He just hasn't been used. I think smart offensive coordinators want to create mismatches. They want to put a guy like Hunter Henry on the end of the line and then have him move in motion and get lined up with a smaller slot corner that he can box out for a touchdown. You know, they, they, they want to get these guys in mismatches. That's why I think Detroit took Jameer Gibbs. Smart football coaches 
want to create mismatches in 2023. So we're talking about tight ends and we were talking about the first round. So let's stick with that whole theme for a moment here. Um, Quickly, uh, Darnell Washington. I mean, he's a monster size. Everyone was there was some mocks where the the tight end was going in the first round. Obviously, fell way. What do you go in the fourth round, Randall? In the real fourth level? or fifth to the Steelers. Fourth. I know that right. So is and I see people in my rookie drafts taking him in these premium leagues. I had heard that he's just more of a blocker. So um, is this someone that you're taking that you're pushing up? Uh, let's just say like a slight tight end premium, or it just better off taking a shot on a running back or wide receiver when Darnell Washington's available to you in the third round. Yeah, I'm, I'm punting Mr. Washington. Uh, when I read a draft profile on him that said within three years of his career, he could be converted to a, an offensive tackle, big man, athletic, good blocker as it is again, what, what are the Steelers telling you they're going to do? more 12 personnel. But from a fantasy standpoint, which is what we do, it's great that they have a great schematic plan for him. I don't think they have a, a big production plan for him. That's Pat Fryermuth yeah. is, the, is the pass catching tight end. And then you got Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens. So I no, I am not on Mr. Darnell Washington, although I, I love him as, a, as an athlete, but I think it's tremendous for Najee Harris and, and Kenny Pickett. Yeah, someone had uh, made an interesting comparison. Said that's the Pittsburgh Zach Gentry uh, replacement. You know, the the big mammoth tight end that basically is a blocker. But we're talking about sleepers today, guys. They're going to gain value. Uh, a running back drafted by the Bengals in the fifth round of the Real NFL Draft, Chase Brown, right now is second on the depth chart. It looks like more and more now that Joe Mixon is going to be there. And even if Joe Mixon wasn't there, they would be a prime spot to bring in a veteran. But Chase Brown, you talked about at the beginning of this podcast, guys that could ascend. There's not many RB2s that get drafted in the fifth round. Usually those guys are RB3s, like Khalil Herbert, his rookie year. So Chase Brown has to qualify as the ultimate sleeper going at the end of middle and the end of round two on our rookie drafts. So for the YouTube audience, I actually have an old school piece of paper. The second name listed on this piece of paper is Chase Brown is Chase Brown. Uh, first of all, I, li- I like Joe Mixon. It's been my stance all off season. If you're a contender, go get Joe Mixon. I was trying to get him for seconds when the alleged legal issues were popping up. and But this is his last year in Cincinnati, period. Samaj P. Ryan's gone. And you mean the only thing that he has to compete with is Travion Williams and, and Chris Evans? That better be Captain America, Chris Evans, and not the Chris Evans I remember from playing football or – He's not a barrier to entry either. It's literally Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon's health. He's one of the guys. So I separated this into three tiers. Guys that are going to do good right away. Guys that need a little seasoning. There'll be a few games in and then sleepers. And dude, at the tippy top of my sleeper list, it is Chase Brown because A, the competition is not much competition. And B, the guy in front of him is a guy with a, an injury history and a knucklehead history. So Chase Brown is an eyelash away from very relevant snaps in 2023 with a really good offense. Isn't it easy to see him being, I mean, this year's Tyler Algier is the easy comparison because fifth round, I mean, he's better than Tyler Algier. And I was going to say, why isn't he this year's Damian Pierce? I guess because Damian Pierce had the clear runway. He was the starter day one where that may not be the case. But what happens if Joe Mixon, you know, is set to miss the first three weeks with an injury in training camp? So where do you think he right now? Chase Brown goes around two, five to two, eight in these drafts. Where do you think he should be drafted or he will be drafted in a month or two from now? I think that's fair. I think, it, but, but but if you believe in, you know, the 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 long term play of dynasty, which is what you're supposed to be doing, 
you need to do research on these teams. The Bengals are notoriously cheap. Everybody's like, oh, we're, they're going to cut Joe Mixon to save $6 million. First of all, no, they're not. <laughs> Paul Brown and the Brown family are notoriously cheap, and they will get every last dollar they can out of that guaranteed money Joe Mixon got. A, B, he he's he's right there. So I I, I don't I, I don't mind drafting him because when Joe Burrow's mega extension starts to kick in and they want to re-sign T Higgins, what do you have to have? Cheap players on cheap contracts. Oh, hey, what do you know? Those are rookies. This is a fifth round rookie. He'll be by NFL comparisons. He'll be making minimum wage the next handful of years versus Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon, I do believe, is gone next year. Maybe they bring in someone from the class of 2024, but I'm not too worried about that. Chase Brown is an absolute bargain. I got another guy just like that as well, though, too. You mean roll right into it? Roll right into it. You're, Eric, listen, Eric I, Gray. I, remember, Eric. I, I enjoy listening to I only have people on the podcast that I enjoy. Uh, to me, it's like I'm getting my own personal podcast. I share it with the thousands of Rotowire listeners on the, on the audio podcast. But please, keep rolling. Eric, Eric Gray, New York Giants. New York round. Giants. Sa- Saquon Barkley, don't let the 16-game, 17-game season last year fool you. The guy's not been the specimen of health. He's a specimen. Not always the healthiest guy around. And what's between Eric Gray and meaningful playing time? Matt Breda. I like Matt Breda. Also, not a durable fella. Eric Gray could 100% be the guy that, and I don't want to put this evil out there, but Saquon, you know, pulls a hammy, twists an ankle. He, has a, he had a high ankle sprain once. And all of a sudden, you see a guy like Eric Gray forced into action. Not too shabby, sir. There are, again... This is where using our lads, or if you're, and you should be, by the way, shame on you for listening to a RotoWire podcast and not being a RotoWire premium subscriber. Maybe you should consider it, but I will tell you this not everybody's in a position to be a premium subscriber, but it costs you $0 to retweet this show. It costs you $0 to subscribe. It costs you $0 to comment in the chat. So you're good, you're good man. Uh, you had that tweet yesterday. I thought that was great, right? You like, know, it, $0 to support us that, 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 that do the content for people. But yeah, man, Eric Gray, you kidding me? Well, let me ask you a question about Gray. Sure. So a comment. So I've ended up with Gray in about six of my nine rookie drafts that have started so far. And it's because I keep having that like 310, 311 pick that's around where he goes in rookie drafts. Uh, what I, I'm always deciding between him and and Hull, Evan Hull, the, the running back that was drafted by the Colts. And what was he, round six? Hull, something like that? Yeah, he was a mid to late day three guy. Okay, so... Is this an easy call for you, Gray versus Hull? You go to Gray, or is that an actual decision that fantasy drafters need to make? Uh, for me, uh, Gray is e- Gray is the easier pick for me as a Colts fan living here in Indianapolis, north of Indianapolis, working in Indianapolis. Right. Is that they still have Zach Moss, and they like Zach Moss. They traded for him. Deion Jackson has some talent. The, the The barrier to entry for for uh, Hull is a lot bigger than it is for. Uh, the other two guys for, for, for Gray, Gray, and, Gray and Brown, yeah, yeah. And Brown, the, 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 the guys of you know, one's Gray, one's one's Brown. They're not rainbow colors, but they're still <laughs> colors. So if we're ranking them on our personal cheat sheet, it goes uh, New York Giants, Eric Gray's first. Oh, sorry, Chase Brown is first, Eric Gray's second, and Holt would be third out of that group. A hundred percent, just because of the passing volume that I think Chase Brown could walk into. Samaj P. Ryan caught, I don't, I don't have Samaj P. Ryan stats put up, but he caught a ton of footballs last year. And I don't think Chase Brown's going to be confused with Christian McCaffrey or a Jameer Gibbs as a pass catcher, but there are check downs to be had in Cincinnati. And we know Joe Mixon's not going to play every snap. So 
you, you, you got to look at the, the power of the offense around them, the points being scored, and how soon can we get these guys on the field? We're going to pay a few bills right now, but this is, even though this is a commercial I'm about to read for Circus Sports in Las Vegas, I am telling you, you want to hear this because they are running the ultimate fantasy football draft contest at Circus Sports. It's a hotel in Las Vegas, which we do the Rotowire trip there every year. We're going there again in July. It is, if you love sports, you love sports betting, this is the mecca of this place. It is, it's downtown. It's not on the strip. It's uh, it just unbelievable facility. But the, they're running the ultimate fantasy football draft. Uh, can only take place in Vegas, and it's at Circus Sports. A casino wants to bring your whole league to Vegas with the ultimate fantasy football experience giveaway. Listen to this, Randall. Bring your 12-person league for a two-night stay at Circa Resort and have your draft at a Cabana Stadium swim, plus limo transportation to and from the airport, a welcome party at Legacy Club, a booth at the world's largest sports book, and more, a prize package over 8000 bucks. There's no better place to start than Circa 21 and up. Go to CircaLasVegas.com for more information. I have told every single person, because I cannot enter this contest, that I'm in a league with to enter this contest. Just throw your entries in there right now and imagine that. You get the VIP treatment. I'm sure they'll they'll capture a video of it. This is an awesome way to do your fantasy draft, and we're going to get more information about it, do some live streaming when we go there. Uh, the other sponsor of this podcast is Underdog Fantasy. Everybody knows and loves Underdog. The big board is open. Use co- code RWNFL. You double your deposit. And you also get six months free of Rotowire. We're going to give you six months free just for signing up. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, come on, right? You can ha- download I, mean, I, mean, the- I don't like interrupting the commercial, but that's incredible value. There you go. For, for doing something you're going to do anyway. You're going to go play underdog fantasy football, and you can sign up and use, what code was that again? RWNFL. RWNFL. So five little letters, RWNFL, and you get six months of this premium content. I don't I don't know who loses outside of underdog because they pay everybody. Right. So and I, by the way, you could deposit $5 and get that deal. You could put in 5 bucks, They'll match you the 5 bucks, or you could put $100. they will match you 100 But either way, you get the free six months. All right. And our YouTube audience, we're going to keep going. But for our audio audience, we'll be back right after this talking about more running back and wide receiver sleepers that only the smart dynasty players are drafting. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
And we're back. I'm Alan Sislowski of rotowire.com. You follow me at Alan Sislowski. And I'm here with Randall Young, Memphis Young. You follow him. What's your Twitter? It's at DW, what is it? At DWZ Memphis. So it's linked. You want to know where Memphis comes from real quick? I, that was literally my next question. What does your nickname come from? It comes from my best friend. I met him about 20 years ago at work, and uh, he's like, what's your name? I said, Randy. He's like, Randall, Randall. Randall Memphis Young from Gone in 60 Seconds. That was Nick Cage's character, was Randall Memphis Range. He called me Memphis and has never never not been my nickname since. So uh, I've just I, steered into it. I, you know, obviously I immediately thought you were from Tennessee when I heard that. But, you know, it's, I love the Memphis nickname. My lineage is, my, uh, my, my father's family's side of the family is from Tennessee. That is correct. Well, there you go. There you go. And you, we were talking in the pre-show. You told me that you did some, was it amateur or was it uh, professional uh, MMA uh, matches? Did you have amateur fights or pro fights? I had two pro fights. I had four amateur and two pro. I like to say my toughest opponent ever retired me. That's my wife. My, <laughs> wife, my, my wife retired me after number six and uh, got out of the mixed martial arts side of things. Uh, Started playing a lot of fantasy football, transitioned into what I thought was dynasty fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And it was really just a, a three-man keeper league. We kept one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver. And I thought at the time I didn't know any better. I thought that was dynasty, but it was just a glorified yeah. keeper league. But, you know, that that's the gateway drug, right? You go from seasonal. You go to, you go to you know, a keeper league here or there. The next thing you know, you're in 24 – you're in 24 dynasty leagues. Tell me about it. I'm, I'm on 38. I'm trying to shed a few, but it's, it just doesn't happen. They keep adding. Hey, did you do all the, when you started playing dynasty, did you do all the stupid things that everybody does when they start? Like I traded three first round picks for, uh, for David Johnson after his peak. It ruined my seat. You know, I did just crazy shit like that all the time. Was there anything mistake wise? Did you, um, that you can warn people about maybe? Yeah, that, that is the rite of passage. I think as, especially if, if you've had, uh, a decent amount of success as a redraft player. You're like, oh, I'll just go in there, I'll just win this league, and I'll just kick these guys' asses. This will be easy, taking money from a baby. And no, it's not. And, and, and you dig a hole that, that you find it's a hard, long, especially in a one QB league. At least in a two QB league, you can get lucky. In a super flex league, you can get lucky. You can maybe hit on a Dak Prescott. You can hit on a Brock Purdy. You can hit on a, a, Lamar. On a, a Lamar, yeah. a Jalen Hurts. This year it could be Hendon Hooker. You can hit on a guy like that that you can flip for other pieces and, and you can get healthier faster. But ladies and gentlemen, in a one QB league, if you come in there guns a-blazing, trading away all your future assets, trading all the way away all your young upside guys, you're either going to quit the league because it's going to be so painful or you're in for a long, hard rebuild. That's why there's so many orphans out there. Guys like us, except unlike Alan and I, we stick it out. We get those teams fixed. We get those teams right, and so should you. Yeah, and I, or the, I don't take on any orphans because I love the startup draft, but I know some people are really good at fixing teams. They see they, they're patient. I'm not a patient dynasty player. As much as we like to think dynasty players uh, of ourselves as the long view, we, we I don't have the stomach for a productive struggle or to you know to lose now because you know I always call the um, the productive struggle the uh, yeah the lose now lose forever strategy. You know, it's like I'm always trying to win because think about this like in a typical league, Randall. Three people are not even trying to win from week one. Another two are just negative EV, dead money. So you're really only competing like four or five other teams every year. Can I layer in something else that I do on top of that? Now, I don't, I don't manage my personal finances like this, but God damn it, this is America. We're not afraid of the credit system. 
I'm in a I'm in a league right now where I'm I'm win now. I won the league last year. Uh, I need an inf- I need an infusion of some younger guys, but I should be very competitive this year. You know, I've got like I've got Stafford and Geno, and I've got Eckler and Sanders and Cup and Diggs and Kittle. But all but all those guys I just mentioned are at or past the age you know apex of a dynasty asset. So, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do well. I got second two years ago, one last year. I should do good again this year. I'm not afraid to trade my future first for like 202 and 303, I believe the deal was. And I could go in and I can add a Kendra Miller and then I can add, um, I forget who I drafted. chain or whoever. Yeah, you, you, you can draft one of those guys. And you know what? As long as I don't end season trade my 25 first, next year come draft season, I can always, you can treat it like the competitive teams in the NFL. You can treat it like the Rams. You can treat it like the Bucs. You can, you can continue Eventually, at some point, future you has got to deal with today today decisions. I'm That's okay. in every aspect. That's in every yeah. aspect of life. But but as long as you can spin it forward and manage it to a degree, you can always go you know in and, and make deals to keep your team relevant if you're contending because someone's always hoarding future picks. Yeah, there's always that one team that, like I said, they always they have like six first rounders or three first rounders, and and uh, it's that's what you have to keep an eye on. That's the toughest part about. Uh, 30 dynasty leagues is that it's so hard to properly manage one. And we all have our three or four favorite teams that we like and everything else is just kind of a portfolio. You know, we, I do a, a ton of like $50 leagues that are just, you know, they're fun to play in. You don't mind taking some swings to the fences, but when you're in these hundred dollar, 200 and above leagues, you really want to manage this exactly what you said. It's okay to use the credit card, but just make sure you can pay that bill in a timely fashion. That's, a lesson for dynasty fantasy well, well, and, football. And, and then I'll, I'll let you move on. But then the one thing is, is you've got to do your homework. You've got to listen to RotoWire. You've got to listen to the Dynasty Warzone. You've got to because you've got to get the sleepers we're giving you here today. Because when you hit on those guys, that that is the equity that you're going to hit drafting these guys in the third and fourth round. That next offseason or next rookie season, you can trade those. You can get those firsts and seconds back. For these guys that, you know, the James Robinson's a great example. He was a guy that you, you could have traded for a first plus after that out-of-nowhere rookie season. And if you had traded that future first, you could get that capital back for, you know, and I thought Isaiah Pacheco could have been that guy this year oh, yeah. that that you could have gotten nuked. So, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to go about it. You just have to have an asset and an ally, and that's what Alan and I are here for. We're here to help you. Yeah, you know, uh, I had a lot of people ask me to ask you about Will Levis since you were so vocal about him before the draft. I, I mean, he's available pick seven through twelve. I've seen him go, you know, at the first pick of the se- of the second round in some of these. Now I'm talking quarterback premium, super flex type of situations here. Where, it, it, given his situation, which again, thirty third pick, that's the first pick of the second round most years. This year it's the second. By all accounts, Tennessee wanted to trade up. Are you still as bullish for fantasy football superflex drafts on Will Levis? Where should we take him? I'm I'm taking him. I, I got my. I wrote this down because I had this, a feeling this question may come up. I got him at 111 and 112 That's in two superflex leagues. I think anything after 108 is fair game. But if who, you what need players? A, what players would you take before him other than Bijan Robinson? And, oh, um, on the first the, round. The, so for me, you would take Bijan. You would take Gibbs. You would take Stroud. You would take Young. You would take JSN. JSN Addison. Is that seven? That's six. I'm missing. I'm missing somebody. I'm, I'm missing someone. Quentin in there. Johnston. Anthony Richardson. We missed Anthony. Anthony right. So the QB. Oh, we only missed the QB one. Ah. So, so 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 once you get past Jordan Addison. You get to that Quentin Johnston, that range, 
you got to look at your lineup. The the two leagues that I took him, A, I'm a fan, first to admit it, but he's moved to my QB4 also in fairness. I, I got to listen to what the NFL is telling me. My opinion's good, but they do it for a living. So I, I have to respect it. But once you get to that point, it's like I lost a lot of Tom Brady last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I need somebody. I'm in one league, the league that I was just referencing that I won. Can I I'm cut per- in for a second? Sure, yeah. Don't say that you lost Tom Brady just yet. I still think there's a... Oh, I haven't cut him. Do not cut Tom yeah. Brady. So, someone actually asked the other day in a league chat. It's like, hey, hey, where's Tom Brady? I'm like, on my roster. Yeah, 5% came- chance he's the San Francisco quarterback or Miami quarterback week one. Uh, you know, you know, if, if you're uh, Stephen Ross, don't you want to get your money's worth for losing that first-round pick? I mean, I know I would. <laughs> yeah. uh, cost me a million dollars, a first-round pick, a suspension, and now I can do it without tampering. Yeah, I just might have to go get my... Might have to go get my my money's worth. But here's the thing. Sometimes in, in life, things happen that work out in your favor. Would you consider Mike Vrabel to be a top 10 NFL head coach? A top six or five. And, and, and would you say that Rand Carthen has the potential to be a very good general manager in this league after what he's learned with John Lynch and the guys out in San Francisco? It, I bet on it, yes. You know, Ryan Tannehill knows this is his last year. He's kind of in YOLO mode. He's made his money. He knows he's on the way out. And why not the, the, the legacy that you leave as any leader the, or the people you leave behind and, and why not mentor him? And then if Tannehill gets hurt again or is playing like ass again, which are both completely possible, then, then Will Levis is going to get a shot. I wish they had more weapons, but as of today, they still have Derrick Henry. Uh, I had to say nice things about Traylon Burks on my podcast the other day. That hurt. That hurt bad. They got a conquo, the tight end. Kyle Phillips is okay. You know, I mean, not the best weapons in in the league, but you know what? I don't think he's ever going to look back and regret landing with Mike Vrabel, just like Lamar Jackson didn't regret landing with um, John Harbaugh, just like Patrick Mahomes doesn't regret landing with Andy Reid. You know, he got passed over for Deshaun Watson, who went to Houston. He got passed over for Mitch Trubisky, and that's okay because Will Levis's best comparable on player profiler is Jay Cutler. You know what? Jay Cutler went to a mid-tier SEC school in Vanderbilt. He got passed over for the superpower quarterbacks. He got passed over for Vince Young. He was a quote-unquote all-timer. He got passed over for a Matt Leiner. And you know what? He landed in Denver with a good organization. Now, and he eventually got traded. He landed with an offensive coach and, and, and Mike Shanahan. You're talking so about it's not a, it's not It's not an apples-to-apples comparison, but you can see where falling sometimes helps you as a player, and I think Mike Vrabel could be the kind of leader that helps Will Levis develop from a maturity because that seems to be the bugaboo about him, the decision-making and the maturity. I think that go a long way toward helping him. But as of that today for Dynasty, I have to call him my four. Uh, in your points per maturity league, uh, don't draft Will Levis, right? But he, your- he is behind Stetson. Well, I don't know. Stetson Bennett got arrested for like a public. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's still probably four or five. Him, him well- and Hooker. One of my, you know, in my dynasty fantasy football manifesto, I always draft the weed guy that used to fall. That was always my thing. Like, if he's falling because of weed, you know, back in the day, like, I'm drafting him. If he's falling because of maturity and he's a QB and super flex, I draft him. So I'm with you there anytime. Why Jordan Addison ahead of him if we know that Will Levis is going to be a starting quarterback? Addison, to me. Volume, like- volume, volume. It's, it's a volume. It's a volume based business, you know. That's a, a tremendous offense. I, I, I don't remember exactly how many pass attempts Kirk Cousin had last let, year. It was like, let me ask you this, though. Sure. If somebody took Will Levis in a super flex rookie dress ahead of Addison, you wouldn't tell them they're wrong. You would no. just like something you wouldn't do. Guys, everybody has to – this is your money. This is your league. I'm going to keep it clean, but 
but but but but you're taking care of this. This is your job to to take care of this. The, you got to be the steward of your business, is the way that I'll say it. And if you're in a position to where you need a quarterback, you're never getting one cheaper than, than in your rookie first round pick. Would you have preferred Young or Stroud or Anderson Richardson? Excuse me. Sure, sure you would have. But you're never going to get him cheaper, and he still shares so many traits in common with Josh Allen, with Justin Herbert. That if he hits, if he matures, if we look back in two years and he's a a, a top ten dynasty asset, I will not be surprised because he's got all the physical tools. He's worked in a pro style offense two seasons in a row, and if he can develop, we all can. And I, I see the comment there. Yeah, I'll take the weed guy too. Because because. Yeah. Think about 2018. Where were you getting Josh Allen in, in, in startups? How about even more recently with Justin Herbert? Isn't that the best case scenario right there? How many people are kicking themselves for falling for the, the Alabama guy, the big name guy, the, yeah. Tua, the, the, right? the, 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 the Louis Vuitton guy, you know, because <laughs> because he came out of the, the, the premium program and I, passed on the guy who was six foot six, had a cannon for an arm and came out of a mid-tier power five program. I was now, gonna, did, he eat, yeah. did, did he eat bananas with the peels? No. Did he put would, mayonnaise funny, in his coffee? Yeah, Probably the, not. The uh, the comparison that I made, it's funny that you said the like you used like a fashion uh, comparison because I always say we went for the IPA beer when the Budweiser was sitting right there tasting mud, the ice cold Bud. There's nothing like it, right? Uh, I mean, I, he's, he's like great value. Like you go to Walmart, you know, they have like the Pepsi and the Coke products. And then like <laughs> on down, they have great value. Right, he could right. be like Dr. Thunder. Now, if you weren't balling on a budget, because you know, because if if you want Stroud or Young, you got to pay Dr Pepper prices. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you're on a Dr Thunder budget, but you still need a beverage. Yeah. That's right. what that's Will Levis of quarterbacks. And the last thing I'll say about Levis before we move on is that I would say I'm I'm making this number up, but there's a 15 percent chance that uh, Ryan Tannehill could be traded to the Atlanta Falcons because our, Coach Arthur Smith, man, that's the guy that can run his system. I mean, the Falcons would probably I sorry uh, if they see that Desmond Ritter can't run that system and that Tannehill he knows can run the system and it takes like a fourth round pick. I don't know what the finances are, but it sounds like Tennessee uh, would be more than willing to start him uh, quicker if they needed to. So I, w- I would look out for that. I think that's a possibility. I, I love that call. I hadn't thought of it because I think they that, that's a winnable division. Who's going to run away with the NFC South? Nobody. If Tannehill was there, you would almost say, like, uh, uh, there are 10 wins in that division. They're, they're a coin, it's a coin flip between them. It's like a, three-way, like, a, like a three-way wrestling match. It's them. It's Carolina because they do have a good defense there in Carolina. It's and then rookie, New Orleans. Rookie quarterback, though. Yeah, yeah. T- Tampa Bay is going to be a dumpster fire all year long. And I think that's kind of by design. But, yeah, you get Ryan Tannehill. I mean, who are you competing? You're, you're trying to out Derek Carr, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, That's very would- possible. Yeah, I would say that, it, and again, this, the connection with Arthur Smith is what what made me think of it. And I would almost say that they're if they do get Tannehill, they're almost as a high confidence bet to win that division as we think of ja- of Jacksonville to win the AFC South. I think that that would be an, you know similar. And I, I think if I remember correctly, Ritter had a couple of injury issues, and he's like, like not the healthiest guy around. So maybe there's still a trade deadline, so you can go all the way to about Halloween and Ryan Tannehill, and 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 that's kind of when I think you if you're the Titans especially if you're not doing well that and that's another reason why I like Tennessee is that if, if Tannehill's playing well they're going to have a good enough draft pick in 2024 they won't be able to get a quarterback yep. and right. he's going to get a couple of years 
with our with our last um, you know but, uh, segment here, let's talk about a couple more of the wide receivers you like. Because when I'm in this second round of my rookie drafts, I mean the, the guys that kind of go there are Josh Downs, and I'm not in this order. Uh, Jonathan Mingo. Uh, you'll see Jalen Hyatt creep there sometimes, uh, Rashi Rice from Kansas City, Marvin Mims. So you already, uh, uh, Jaden Reed, uh, the one that was drafted by Green Bay. So these guys are in a tier. Which one of them do you think has the best chance to be like, oh my God, this is, I mean, we did this with Amon Ross St. Brown. We did this with Brandon Ayuk, and they have different draft capital situations. But which one of the second round rookie ADP guys do you think is qualifies as a sleeper right now? Marvin Mims, and I'll tell you, it's not even remotely close between him and the rest of those guys. I like messaging. Sean Payton had exactly, you know, five rookie picks this entire season. And his very first one, not his first skill guy, not his first pass catcher, his very first overall draft pick as the head coach of the Denver Broncos was Marvin Mims. You know, he is listed on our lads as the backup to Tim Patrick. I believe Tim Patrick's coming back off of an ACL injury. There's rumors that Judy or Sutton or both could be on the on the move. He's listed, like I said, as the backup behind behind uh, Tim Patrick, but I think he could play the slot just as easy if Jerry Judy were to get traded or get hurt. He is literally an eyelash away from being in a very productive offense, and he's a guy that I cannot believe, in spite of all the good messaging, the landing spot. I think people are blinded by Sutton and Judy being there ahead of him and don't realize a how good Sean Payton offenses actually are. They're downgrading the fact that Russell Wilson had the worst career of, excuse me, the worst year of his career last year and what the upside of this offense is in a division where they have to keep up with the Chiefs and Chargers. Give me Marvin Mims all day long of that group. Yeah, and, and on a 10,000-foot view of that, I like that call, by the way, is that the Broncos were expensive last year. They're, and even with the upgraded system uh, with Sean Payton, they're the discount. They're the dollar bin this year where you can get all those guys. I mean, Judy's the most expensive, and in redraft, he's a fifth-round pick. I mean, you know, Sutton is three rounds later, and obviously you just talked about the rookie Mims and Tim Patrick and, of course, Russell Wilson. All right, how about um, Jaden Reed? Uh, the Green Bay Packers took him in round two is uh, I got him in the third round of a very smart rookie draft. I mean, again, I 3.1, I auto-clicked it. Uh, is he qualify as someone that's gonna, that the smart dynasty players are going to be taking, or did I land on a grenade? I, I think from a talent perspective, you've you got a steal there. I, I just think that there's, there's a lot of unprovenness in Green Bay. The quarterback's unproven. Everybody's role, whether it's Romeo Dobbs, whether it's Christian Watson, we talked about Musgrave, Kraft. There's a lot of guys there. And it's like, I, I know Cooper Cup's Matt Stafford's guy. I know Stephon Diggs is Josh Allen's guy. I don't know who's the guy there. Someone's going to be the guy. Someone's going to come in. They're going to have an established rapport with Jordan Love, and that's going to be the guy that you want. I don't know who that is yet, but I will say, if it is Jaden Reed, and we are listening to Matt Kelly just the other day, you know, he, he feels very strongly. Theo Grimminger feels very strongly that, that it's going to be Jaden Reed. So I, I think it's, you can't land on a grenade in the third round, first of all. It's, right. it's, it's dynasty. But you, you, you only you, get you, one pick there. I, if, you know, but, if, it was, if it was Marvin Mims ends up being the guy and I took the – you know, I mean, Marvin Mims goes a little earlier. That's right. what I'm just saying is who's got the better – you're right. Everything's you, you did upside. Fine. You, did, yeah. you did fine. For, for right. me, I, I like him. Uh, I like Rishi Rice, Rashi Rice. That, that's a good one, but the one I don't think we're talking enough about is Jalen Hyatt. 
You know, I, I like a dude with a chip on his shoulder. Did you see the tweet floating John, around? I just want to make sure it's of people getting up to speed. Jalen Hyatt went in the third round of the real NFL draft, drafted by the Giants. Yeah, yes, J- Jalen Hyatt. That, that, that There was that tweet going around of, of him with the Dallas Cowboys, you know, receiver coach talking about, you know, he was basically all speed. And he's like, I'm not all speed. Right. You know, I like a guy. He's very articulate. He seemed like a smart young man. Um, there's not a ton of competition, again. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, you know, just a bunch of – I I do like Wandale. He'll be coming off the ACL. I think this is a guy who could come in and establish himself. And, again, I I like the offense. I I like the opportunity. So those those are some guys. But of that group, a name that I would throw in there would be Jalen Hyatt. All right. If you enjoy videos like this and you're and you want more content, just do us a favor. Click that like button if you if you'd like. If not, it's okay. We're gonna entertain you anyway. Here, um, here with Randall Memphis Young. Uh, all his information is linked in the video description below. He, he's one of the best followers on Twitter. I mean, I I make sure that I'm. I just became connected with you through our, our mutual friend Theo Greminger, but I'm glad I did because I really enjoy your energy on Twitter and the content you put out. Uh, your podcast now is appointment viewing for me so uh, i advise everyone that likes this to check it out too you'll you'll get a lot of great information uh i want to talk about tank dell undersized wide receiver uh what he went in the third round of the real nfl draft is that sound about right i know i um excuse me xavier hutchinson went in the sixth i think it was the third because that was the two guys that stood out the date that was part of their draft day haul from the the weapons standpoint it's not often i mean i know he's undersized he's 5'8", 160-something pounds, if that. But fourth round of rookie drafts, and he's a good route runner. Is this qualify as a sleeper, or am I drafting 2-2 Atwell? Uh, I think you're drafting a guy that I'm, I'm more than happy to have shares of. I'm, I, I want him on my team because I believe John Mechie's the guy there, you know, rooting for that guy coming back from, from leukemia. I, I really hope he has a tremendous season. But outside of that, I mean, outside of the fact that I'm rooting for him, I don't know who the man is. It's the Green Bay hit situation. Is it Hutchinson? Is it Dell? Is it Miko Collins? You know, and they, they do have a veteran in there. Bobby Bobby Trees wound up there. Bobby Woods. Hey, by the way, draft capital, six pick of the third round for Dell. That's tremendous draft capital. I know Mechie was the 12th pick of the second round last year, so that could be their guys. And, you know, the, the, those are those guys that, I really like the guys who operate close to the line of uh, scrimmage. The big body clashers on the outside with with Hutchinson and Nico Collins. Those guys I would consider more of that grenade that could blow up on you. These guys that are fast and can get the ball in their hands and and turn the ball upfield and get those yak yards. Yeah, out of those guys, I think take Delza a a, a fine. Right there in that mix with Mims, Hyatt, Rishi Rice. I, I have no problem with that guy. Two rounds later, too. I've never seen him go anywhere before 4.3, 4.5. I mean, again, I usually take running backs in that range that can ascend, as we've talked about a couple times, the RB3 on their depth chart. But it, when you see a guy like with that draft capital fall and his skill set translates to NFL production as far as route running, uh, I'm interested. Um, did, did, did he have a punt returning profile? I do not remember don't know i would say, I, say know. I would just say this so so this is we're going to give the, the listeners and viewers some homework double check tank dell's college stats if you can maybe bump him up a little bit over these guys if he had some punt returning in there because i cannot recall but guys that have that dog that punt returning dog in them cody our friend cody carpentier he has his dog rating the guy that has that little bit of extra dog from returning punts we'll uh, we'll give him a, a couple of pick bump 
So uh, I'm looking right now. Special teams yards for Tank Dell. Uh, nothing in 22, but in 21 and 20 had you know 200 and 130 yards respectively. So I would qualify that as someone who played on special teams until they were a full-time starter. Then that definitely worth that that current ADP draft capital. All right. All right, we got a few minutes left here. So anyone that you think qualifies as a sleeper, let's go lightning round. Give us the name. Give us the, uh, the, the elevator pitch on why we should draft them as they continue to move up in value. This time last year, uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. just released his 2024 mock draft. You know, that all these guys kind of have to. It's their job. It's like, you have to do your job. I have to do mine. That's their job. This time last year when Mel Kuyper did that, he had a guy in the top 10 picks named Kayshawn Boutte. He went in the sixth round, I think it was the sixth, fifth or sixth round, to the New England Patriots. And he is listed as the backup to Devontae Parker. A, not a very healthy guy. B, I think he can get out there. And, and then the other guys on the team are Tyquan Thornton, Kendrick Bourne, and Juju Smith-Schuster. And it's, it's, a, it's a very big fall from grace to go from a projected top 10 pick a year ago at this time to like a fifth, sixth rounder this year. But I like Bill O'Brien. I like Bill O'Brien, the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and the GM, different Bill O'Brien. But I, I like the situation. Give me Kayshawn Boutte there. Quick question. Boutte or Tank Dell for fantasy football? But give me Boutte. I, 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 yes, 100%. I believe more in the offensive coordinator. Uh, I think Mac Jones will be a better quarterback in 23. And, it's and, a question, and, and, though. It is a question. It, it, it is, but I, I will say because of his Debbie and college pedigree, if you get equal production out of both of them, Butte's draft or, and, and trade value is just going to be exponential because everybody's going to go, see, I told you he was good. He just had a bad year last year. Right. Tank Dell could have three 80-yard games and no one's paying you the, you know, a second round. You're, you're buying the brand. You're buying the, you're getting as much the Kayshawn Butte brand as you are the production. All right. Give me another. Um, let's see here. Uh, from, a, from a running back or a wide receiver? Running back. Okay. I'll, I'll give you Sean Tucker. When undrafted, I'm biased. I liked him coming out, but I out look of Syracuse, at Syracuse. Sean out of, out of Syracuse, um, five foot nine, good pass catcher, was a, a high level sprinter in the sixty meter in, in, in college, fast like a four four fast guy. Why guys, did he go undrafted? I think the health concerns. To be real honest, like he was trying to do like his own homemade combine. I don't think like he barely got passed for the medicals. The running back positions devalued, but the, the 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 guys ahead of him are Chase Edmonds, like on his fifth team, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Patrick Laird. I mean, if, if you can't beat out one of those three guys, and, and we're all excited for Rashad, you know, White, but he's not that far removed from a real opportunity on a on an NFL team. It may not be a good one this year, but you know, Baker checks down, and 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 you're going to need bodies at the running back position. And I think he could fill that role couple lightning round questions before we wrap up uh, at this point Bijan Robinson RB1 in Dynasty don't even don't even think twice about it why are you wasting your time if you have the 101 submit the card uh, unless you're going to get like a king's oh, ransom I meant in a startup situation no 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 okay. no 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 I mean I can't do it yet I, I want to see I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm not from Missouri I, I'm not the show me state guy but until I see you do it at the NFL level to be the man, Ric Flair said it best, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, that for me is Brees Hall. I know he's coming off the ACL, but I did move Bijan up to my two. I had to move him ahead of Kenny Walker. Okay. I had to move him ahead of JT. JT. I had to because is JT going to get 18 rushing touchdowns anymore? No, he's not because Anthony Richardson's going to soak some of those up. We saw that in Philadelphia with, with Jalen Hurts. Is he going to get a lot of those check? 
so people that don't realize this, his first two years in the league, JT averaged 300 receiving yards a year. Right. Most of that's going to go away. This is not a check down offense. So I have to be honest. I know what Arthur Smith can do with a running back. Uh, but until I see, I can't put him at the one. He's my two, but I did move him up. I did. Right, but up. if he's two, then that's fine. Like, I mean, the obvious case against Brees Hall is I, I'm in, listen, either you're an injury optimist or you're not. I am not, I'm the extreme of not injury optimist. He, he tore, I know it's dynasty. We're playing, you know, in the league that we hope lasts for 15 years, but week seven ACL, these guys never come back a hundred percent. Now, even if Brees Hall comes back and he's 88% of what he once was, that's amazing. That's RB1, RB2 in Dynasty. But I'm just saying week seven, you're already basically punting the first half of the year. And, you know, it, it's probably more going to look like J.K. Dobbins last year than it is Adrian Peterson when he came back. But I understand what you said. I can't take that guy as the first running back off the board, given the timing of that injury and what it projects for the next year and a half. I, I com completely respect that, that side of, of the opinion. But by week two, no one in the NFL is 100%. So, so for me, I, I, am, I am getting Aaron Rodgers as opposed to Desmond Ritter. I'm getting Garrett Wilson. I'm, hey, I'm getting Randall Cobb, of all, of all people. I, I, I'm getting you know, the offensive lineman that they, um, that they got in the second round. They made improvement. They get Mekhi Becton back. And, and, and again, Aaron Rodgers. We've seen what Aaron Rodgers was able to do with talents like Aaron Jones. Nothing against Aaron Jones. He's been fine. But it's going to be a different offense. If, if you liked what you've seen the last – five, six years with Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers. Wait till you get a load of what he can do with Brees Hall. That's all I'm saying. All right, everybody. Uh, Memphis, you did it, brother. You did it. You came here. You slayed. The audience loves you. There's no doubt we're going to have you back. Uh, I enjoy this. I enjoy you. I'm glad we connected. Uh, you know, if you have any questions about any of the players that Randall Young talked about, you could DM him. All his uh, links are in the video description below. And right now, what we're going to do is we're going to give everyone two days of Rotowire Premium for free. You don't have to do anything. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash pod, that's P-O-D, put in your email, and the paywall is going to unlock for two days. No credit card to put in, nothing to cancel. The only thing you do is to go to rotowire.com forward slash pod and give them uh, what's uh, – you, you talked about your pocket. Is there anything else right now that you want people to know about? No, I just want you to uh, support the YouTubes, guys. YouTube is the number one way to help inspiring podcasts. I listen to podcasts on my phone. If you're watching on YouTube, I listen to dozens of podcasts a week. I love them. I, I happen to have a vocation where I'm able to do that. But YouTube, it is the freest, easiest way. In, in, interacting with the videos is great if you're able, but subscribing and helping us build our subscriber count, whether that's the, the Roto-Wire podcast, Player Profiler, or Dynasty Warzone. Just go to YouTube right now, unless you're driving a truck or a car, or like a, especially a motorcycle. What are you no. doing watching YouTube? But, but go to YouTube. Real man does it while he's driving. Does no, while he's... no, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to caution you to listen to the audio version. <laughs> when you're at a red light, you can subscribe to all these. But be safe out there. We want you to be safe because we want you to be in our Dynasty Leagues and enjoy yeah. the game of Dynasty Fantasy Football with Alan and I. All right, if you have any questions about any of the players, you could DM Randall, you could DM me. And until then, man, let us know in the comments uh, where you're taking these players in your Dynasty Leagues. Good luck, everybody, in your rookie drafts. We'll see you next week with another episode. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.